Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The workday is done. Now, kick back, pop a top, and catch up with your Houston teams. Nightcap. Nightcap. This is the Nightcap with Ross Villarreal. Nightcap, 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 Six o'clock in the PM here on Sports Talk 790. Hello and welcome into the Nightcap. You heard the big voice, man. That's the name of the show. I am your host, Ross Villarreal, alongside Joseph George, where we'll be with you until 7 o'clock at 713-212-5797-132-125-790. And you can also send your tweets to both of us at SportsRV and at Joe George Radio if you want to interact with the show in that manner. So, as is sometimes the case here on Sports Talk 790, we've got baseball news, we've got football news, we've got basketball news. What are we going to get to first? We let that be determined by the Wheel of Topics. Mm. Hey, Joe, how's your uh, how's your Friday going? It's pretty good, Ross. How's uh, yours? What, uh, I'm pretty good so far. Uh, what do you have planned for the Space City Saturdays tomorrow with yourself and Adam Sager? That's a great question. Okay, if you don't have an answer, that's okay. Well, that's what I just said. It's a great question. Okay. Uh, well, I'll tell you what's going to be on the Sports RV show tomorrow. Uh, okay. Matt Thomas is going to join me. Really? Yes. Are you going to try to make well, him Well, not for the whole show, but I'm just going to oh. call him like for one segment. I'm going to call him and talk to Matt Thomas. Of course, I'll have headlines with Joseph George. Yep. Uh, I believe there's going to be a full breakdown. We just don't have time to get into it today because there's so many things going on. A full breakdown of Aaron Judge and his girlfriend and her extreme DUI. Okay. Because TMZ has a full video of that. How do they get? How do they get a hold of these uh, body cams from these police officers? They buy they just, them from who though? Well, from the police stations. I mean, some, it's like, someone there. So if like, I'm if I'm a cop, can I secretly make money off of TMZ? Do they just give me a little, hit me in the Venmo or how does that work? I guess like they probably have to send it to TMZ, like send a note and be like, hey, I've got this video. How much do you want for it? Yeah, like you have to negotiate. Like the guy who somebody negotiated for that Bill O'Brien video because that one didn't come out for weeks later. The yeah. one where he was like, you suck too. That's such a good video. Great video. That Bill O'Brien one's like an all-timer. It, it really is. So a full breakdown of that coming on the Sports RV Show. And it, you know what? If I could find a couple of good misconnections, we may have to bring that segment Ooh. back. But anyways, I go ahead and spin the wheel of topics. There you go. Get your, get your back into it. Well, that was a hearty spin. It's a good one. All right. What, what are we talking about? Yes, Ross. Yes! Fight Island. What's going on on Fight Island? Dana White (laughs) is going to live on Fight Island. (laughs) Is he going to have like a pet monkey on his shoulder? I don't know. And a a seraph? But Dana White says he's going to live on Fight Island for an entire month, the entire month of July. He's hoping to have consecutive cards. And I saw, I can't find the tweet now, but there was a fighter who said he was 
officially offered a fight and has accepted a fight on Fight Island, but in his tweet, he goes, I still don't know where Fight Island is. He, what? So Dana White has now started offering fights to people, and yes. they still don't know where they're going. Well, I thought he said he was going to have something locked up by June. No, he said he's going to live there in July. Yeah. So he must know. I just don't know if he's told anyone yet. So like, he, where is Fight Island? He's going to live on Fight Island for a month. Is he, it going to be like, is he going to bring his volleyball Wilson with him? Kind of feels like it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to survive off the land for a month to prove to people it can be done. I will become the king of Fight Island. What if he gets getting torn up by like a... Uh, people who live on the island or something like that is he gonna acclimate himself to them is he gonna like find himself a a bride like a native people's bride on fight island that would be and awesome he will rule the land he will prove himself he's gonna show them all his cell phone and just act like he uh, they're gonna be so impressed yeah you better bring a charger okay so that's the update dana white to live on fight island for a month wow okay you know I love any kind of fight island. I know update, that's why so I had to lead with it. I really appreciate. You know I was what? Like you know, I know this is gonna hit Ross right where it hurts my, him. My heart is warm right now, Joe. You yeah. know, this is that's count that as my birthday is not until December, but just count that as my birthday present. Well, we'll really, definitely we may or may not just repeat all these topics again <laughs> tomorrow on headlines. Oh, that's true. That's fine. So we might just and lead different with that audiences tomorrow. at six p.m. on a Friday and at ten a.m. on a ten thirty a.m. on a Saturday. Fact. That's okay. We got a lot of things to get to, anyways. All right, go ahead and give another hearty spin. To the wheel of topics. Do, 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 do. Man, that's another good one, man. Your arms, you're getting your arms built up in yeah, the, uh, we in the do quarantine? This, we're doing this segment so much lately. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That just like I feel like right now I feel I like... I told my, you this was coming. It's about like 10 second spin. <laughs> yeah. Might, it might be a 20 second spin. I soon. believe there is a 15 second one in there. <laughs> I'm not going to play that one. <laughs> Go ahead. That's a lot of spin. I mean, uh, I'm sorry. We're really spinning a really big wheel. I wish you kind of were. That would be cool, actually. It would actually be more fun if we had a well, wheel, an actual wheel of topics. There was our former morning show. They did have a wheel that they would actually spin, and they would use all that. But oh. it was, I think promotions took it back. Yeah, that's fair. At least they had some good ideas. Yeah, that person is no longer with us. Yep, Carlos this, Well, they're, they're alive. They're just not on this oh. station. For now. Carlos Hyde, former Texan running back, is officially signed, or will officially sign soon with the Seattle Seahawks. Congratulations to him. That's good for them and Russell Wilson. It's a good backfield. Yeah, so Russell Wilson also said, uh, did you see the story? He wants Antonio Brown. He wants more star power, he I said. I mean, if Pete Carroll can make it work, Russell Wilson to Antonio Brown is a nightmare. It, wasn't it supposed to be, though, that Bill Belichick can make anything work and he was there for like a week? Yeah, but... You have to get the person has to change. Like Antonio Brown has to change a little bit for it to work. I don't think it's so cut and dry. Can you stop being a crazy person with an in, infected brain? No, probably not. <laughs> but can you get a season out of him before he goes crazy? Maybe. And how how many games is he going to play? Because what about the suspensions from the several sexual harassment lawsuits? Yeah, we that don't know. About, that's what's so odd. Have we heard like, anything about that? No, I don't know if he has been suspended yet. I think no. he's just on the commissioner's exempt list right now. Okay, so I mean, we don't even know because he had multiple lawsuits pending, apparently. So we don't even know what's going on there. But so now you have the tech, uh, the uh, the Seattle Seahawks, basically at the. Uh, did Tyler? Who was it that retired? Was it Tyler Lockett? Did he retire? No. Or who am I thinking of? I don't know why I'm thinking of a. Wasn't there? Anyways, Tyler. So they do have Tyler Lockett, right? Yeah, they have Tyler okay. Lockett, and they have DK Metcalf. Yes. They got Philip Dorsett. They've got Greg Olson. 
Chris they, Carson, Carlos Hyde. Well, they brought in Josh Gordon and they cut him. Okay. I mean, we'll see. I don't think that's going to be a pretty good defense. I mean, an offense for the uh, Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, I mean, they should be good again. They should be right in contention to win the division. It's just a super tough division to win. Yeah, and Russell Wilson's making thirty-five million dollars a year, so he better perform before okay, they so, before uh, they trade him to the Browns. Good offensive weapons for the uh, Seattle Seahawks and. Well, Chris Carson owners in their dynasty leagues aren't that happy to hear that Carlos Hyde is going to be. I know. There. It's like every time you think you're getting something good in fantasy football <laughs> out of a Seahawks running back, they bring in someone else. Yeah. Or they stop giving that other guy carries. That just seems how they. it always seems to roll in the NFL. In 2020, the feature back is a dying breed. All right. Fact. Uh, give us another spin, Joseph. Evan Drellick of The Athletics says a new financial proposal will be sent to the players next week. Wonderful. So the proposal was on the tables. This is the first we've heard really of the, not really the first, but it was kind of yeah. hinted at, but for a more clear. So there was a proposal like a, the other Tuesday, and I guess that was rejected is what we're hearing, is what basically was happening. Yeah, and that's why they focused on the other stuff so much. Yeah, it's why they fo- they're like, <laughs> guess what? A 50-50 ain't happening, pals. I'm not go even ahead sure let's go like- I'm not even sure like if it got to the players. That's how little it was talked about, it seems like. The players' union just patently said, you know what, 50-50 yeah. revenue sharing is not happening. We're going to have to do something. something. Else. I think that totally makes sense. Definitely. Uh, but, I mean, the clock is ticking. We keep hearing about that, how they want to get something done as soon as possible. But Evan Drellich finally coming out with the news. How did Is Evan Drellich... Where are we putting him now on the pantheon of, of baseball writers? Who's number one? Like, we know in NBA, right? Roge is one champ. I would even say 1A, 1B. Uh, Woj Rosen, and champs. Rosenthal is one. Shams. Where's Pat? Jeff Passan? I would say Jeff is two. Okay. The but, problem with Evan is I can't tell what Evan reports because everything that Evan reports is with, typically says yeah. Ken Rosenthal with Evan Drellick. Yeah, you had this like Woj is putting with uh with Zach Lowe. He was reporting something the other yeah, day. Yeah, and like but like it's very confusing. Every major article that came up about the Astros and the Red Sox, mm-hmm. Ken Rosenthal was the headliner and it was with Evan. He's like the opening act. Yeah, you just don't know. Ev- like, did Evan contribute like one little thing? Did he contribute 50-50? Yeah. So I mean, based on how much he is in the news, I think at this point he might be top three. That's what I'm saying. Like he's he's asserted himself with this whole Red Sox thing, and then the yeah. whole Astros thing, and then now this. And I mean, he I think he did a great job. We had him earlier this week on the Matt Thomas show. Uh, some good stuff from him there that you can find on our website. Evan is one of the guys. He's climbing the ranks. Yeah, I feel like it's. Oh, that seems like to me my my top three right now. And then you get like your Haymans and those guys. Yeah, where you can't really tell if they're reporting something or hearing something or. Pretending so. <laughs> to know something. Bob Nightingale? Where you put him? Oh, you know what? Bob's number three. Evan's number four. Bob's been missing some stuff, though. I know, but he's still, got, he's still right more often than yeah. not. Yeah. I guess you would have to put a Bobby up there. But anyways, a new proposal for Major League Baseball coming Tuesday. So they get the long holiday weekend, and apparently that's when the you're going to have to really get down to the nitty-gritty. That- Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's going to be uh, the hugest sticking point. There's already going to be safety, and we'll talk about that coming up in the next segment as well. Some of the players not happy with all the protocols and the 67-page thing that came out. Talked a little bit about that yesterday. Heard more about it today. We'll get to that. But obviously, financials going to loom huge for this deal between Major League Baseball and the players. What is the compromise? If one says revenue sharing and one says hell no, is it give us higher percentage than 50-50? Is it going to be that? Well, they... So originally they were going to take a 33% pay cut, right? Right. What if they just upped it to like a 45% pay cut? <sighs> yeah. Or maybe uh, I don't know. Maybe it's a 50% pay cut. It's going to have to be a percentage of whatever they're, whatever they're making rather than a percentage of the revenue. Yeah, maybe it's just maybe they go to a proportional salary yeah. and say instead of revenue split, you're just going to make you're only a certain amount of game checks. Yeah, prorated plus, I guess, is what's going to have to be the plan. All right, time for a break here on the Nightcap. My name's Ross Villarreal. That's Joe George. We got a lot of stuff to get to, a little baseball news there. Also, as I hinted at, the players are not happy with the safety protocols from Major League Baseball. We've also uh, got some good stuff from Sam Smith saying that Michael Jordan is telling fibs on the last dance. We've got NFL stuff, all that good stuff coming up with you until 7 o'clock here on the Nightcap. So you know what? No reason to to touch that dial. No reason to go anywhere else. Keep it right here. From Red Nation Rally. And the Rockets score the final eight. To crush City Comeback. And the Astros win it in the bottom of the night. This is Sports Talk 790. Your home for your home teams. Nightcap continues here on Sports Talk 790. Ross Villarreal, Joe George with you until 7 o'clock. A lot of different various things going on in the sports world. Including some breaking news right now. I just, that's my favorite, that's the favorite sound that we do because I'm just about to find out something new or we're going to have something to talk about. Joe, what is the breaking news? Uh, sad news, even though it's still encouraging news out of Georgetown, former New York Nick and Georgetown head coach uh, Patrick Ewing has said that he has tested positive oh, no. for the coronavirus and he is currently in isolation. But the way I read it, it sounds very positive and he feels like he'll be okay. So he's he going to be okay? be okay. How old is Patrick Ewing? 60s, 70s. Uh, okay. We just got to be. Oh, he's 57. Oh man, to my sorry, Pat. <laughs> I like on, way, man. I way overshot my landing on how old you are. <laughs> sorry, dude. I don't know why I went so high. Uh, yeah, come on, man. He played it's... in the 90s, in the right? 2000s, yeah, not in the 70s. It's not like he played until he's 55 or something like that. He, sorry, Pat. Uh, so Patrick Ewing uh, got coronavirus. Has the coronavirus? That's cr- so. I mean, as far as I mean, is he is the first. Okay, not the first prominent person. Obviously, uh, Carl Anthony Towns' mother passed from the disease, and we've heard of NBA players. But outside of that, as far as coaches or former big-name players, he's got to be one of the premier ones that we've heard of to catch the coronavirus, correct? Yeah, there's... Oh, man, there's someone that I'm just trying... I'm forgetting right now. Probably. There's been some big names, but yeah, yeah, I think for the most part... Tom Hanks and and his wife. How's Hanksy? Is Hanksy Dude, I okay? I about that. I know. Hanks was what he was a pioneer. He was one of the originals, like the OGs. Exactly. 
And he was giving us Twitter updates. Tom Hanks is doing okay, right? Is everything okay with I him? I think so. And his wife, whose name is escaping me, that got the coronavirus as well? Weird name, though. That I do know. Uh, it, I don't think it was that weird. Is it like Abby something? or Oh, God. I'll just look it up. He says wives? She's, he's got one wife. Uh, it's not that weird. Oh, Rita. Rita. Yeah, it's Rita's not that weird. Abby is not close, but you know, whatever. <laughs> um, so is Rita Wilson doing okay? I mean, well, you didn't throw like a, a like an apple out there mm-hmm. for a name or anything like that. And yeah, that would be uh, that would be what Gwyneth Paltrow's daughter or son or whatever so, yeah. named Apple. Yeah, she's got a bunch of weird kids' names. Okay, well, uh, Patrick Ewing has the coronavirus. Well, uh, thoughts and prayers out to him. Hopefully, he recovers and has a full recovery, and he's okay. He's the uh, he's still the head coach of Georgetown, right? So, um, hmm. They very good. Thanks for the good breaking news, Joe. Really appreciate it. I mean, it's what's happening. I feel like we should have made a separate sounder for the coronavirus. Because, yeah. like, this one <laughs> that is seems like. insensitive. No, but, like, this is, this is like, exciting <laughs> breaking like, news. Uh, yeah, well, it also sounds like something very serious is happening, and the coronavirus is very yeah, serious. Yeah, but, like, it's. I, I I get excited when I hear that breaking news. Okay, sounder. okay, I get it. It's not something that's going to make you very excited, but it could be breaking news that's bad. Like when we got the breaking news that DeAndre Hopkins was traded away from the Houston Texans. Yeah. So I, mean, I have a goofy breaking news sounder. But... Oh, 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 the good the. Uh, <laughs> Ladies the... and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. Like this is for fun topics. Yeah, I guess that one. Uh, yeah. It is kind of urgent and kind of horrifying, so I mean, I guess it works there. Yeah, but I guess it does. That's that's Will Ferrell acting idiot. Yeah, I, I, I hear. I see you. See, Ophio says Donovan Mitchell. I just meant like guys who aren't currently playing right now. Like I don't know, form, big name former players or coaches or something like that. But anyways, uh, so uh, Patrick Ewing with the coronavirus. But what we were talking about is people catching. The coronavirus, especially uh, Major League Baseball and the NBA, very worried about what's going on. We had the report yesterday from Sham Sharania talking about the NBA, and they're negotiating with various testing centers. And now uh, the Major League Baseball players aren't too happy with what's happening on their front. We'll talk about that in a sec. But first, here's uh, Jeff Passan talking about the clock ticking on Major League Baseball and them needing to get something, uh, get done, something done as soon as possible. The clock is ticking right now, and I think all the parties involved understand what's at stake here. If Major League Baseball wants to come back to spring training 2.0 by the middle of June, Major League Baseball wants hot dogs and fireworks and everything on the 4th of July to include baseball, then they need to get this thing done and get an agreement in place before the end of the month. And listen, maybe it can bleed a little bit into June, the first or the second day, but they understand because of the health and safety protocol that players are gonna be showing up, you know, 72 hours early and getting tested for coronavirus and that players need to come from the Dominican Republic and Colombia and South Korea and all around the world to get back. So uh, there's a lot of things that need to get done in a very limited amount of time to do them. And, And that's what I think It's like, the more I think about everything they have to get done, I mean, I guess they don't have anything else to do, so you can be in negotiating rooms for 12 hours a day or something like that. But, I mean, there are so many little things. Like, what is do, – do we know the exact protocol? So so the players and the owner – players association and the owners are negotiating, right? And whoever the head – of Tony Clark, I guess, is the head of the players' union. But does he have to go to individual player reps and consult them with every little thing? How much is it – is the negotiating power, and then do they in turn have to go to the players? Because with every single little thing, it would seem like the, the level of communication of the back and forth between everybody is just going to be a lot for baseball to undertake. Yeah, it's it's hard because these rosters are so big. I mean, you're talking about 
having a taxi squad roster and having up to 50 guys traveling with these teams or eligible to play for the Astros on any given day, potentially, that means you have to consult like 70 plus people that are just players and trying to get them all on board. I can't imagine what this process is like. There are people who probably like aren't sleeping and this is all they've been doing for the last couple of weeks. Yeah, probably Rob but, Manfred himself, yeah. He but he talked about the deadline. Do you kind of feel like by the time this show happens next Friday, you think we we'll have to, something or we need to have an answer cuz I kind of do. <sighs> I think for all sports, I'm I feel like we're at the light of the, the lights at the end of the tunnel is there. Mm-hmm. And we need an answer soon. And I think they do too. I mean, that's what the, I mean. Literally, Jeff Passan said the phrase: "The clock is ticking," and that's yeah. what I think. I mean, if you want something happening as far as players coming back, you have to get players in the facilities. You have to get players, like he said, international players in Korea, the Dominican, or wherever they are. You're going to have to get them into your facility somehow. You're going to have to get them ramped up. And I think baseball is a very unique one in that. I mean, think of these throwing programs, right? Like these pitchers, Justin Verlander. At the end of the season, or Zach Grinker, or whoever, or Dallas Keuchel, any pitcher you think of, especially the veteran guys, they basically have their their entire offseason mapped out to ramp them up to the season, and then through spring training, and then to have them ready for opening day. And I don't know exactly what goes into all these throwing programs. You know, I'm going to soft toss on Wednesday. I'm going to do live BP on Thursday. I'm going to take a day off on Friday, leg day on Saturday, whatever. All that little stuff that they had done to ramp themselves up, that's in the wash. Maybe, and so maybe I mean, you got to hope these guys are at least throwing a little bit. Or staying in some kind of state, but it's it's kind of thrown off, is what I. But mean. yeah, they got to ramp up still. Yeah, I guess is there enough ramp up time? I don't know. I'm not a pitching coach. I'm not. A, I'm not a strength and conditioning coach with a pitcher. I would imagine. I mean, everybody's on a level playing field, so there is that. It's just interesting how much of the, is their throwing programs being thrown off and all that type of stuff. And then you add in the fact now that the players aren't really happy. We talked about the 67-page proposed set of protocols uh, that the Major League Baseball and the owners came up with. And uh, the uh, apparently the union has been talking to the Major League Baseball. They're not happy with some of the stuff about the protections for high-risk players access to pre- and post-game therapies, testing frequency, protocols for positive tests, and in-stadium medical personnel and sanitation procedures. That's everything that the players have issues with. That's basically everything, and I think chief among them has been is testing frequency, right? Because in this document, they weren't going to have everyday testing. What did they say they were going to do, like every few days or every 72 hours or something I like that? I think it was... Was it 72 hours? That's th- that would be every three days. Yeah, and then if like you showed symptoms, immediate testing and quarantine. Okay. I mean, you would just have to think it would have to be daily testing, right? But how many people are we talking about at the, at the end of the day for this? You're going to have, I mean, you're going to have 50 man squads. And then I know Matt said for the NBA, they have like, when you talk factor in trainers and coaches and all that type of stuff, it's like 50 people. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. There. So let's just say round it and let's say 100 people per team. So that's what? 3,000 tests per day? So then, and what is what is America administering at well, this point? Well, and you got to have umps, media, 
I don't know camera how much crew. media is going to be involved. There's well, gonna, no, like, yeah. You need at least a camera crew. Now they could re- control them remotely, totally on the table. But like, let's assume there's some media in the building. I think you're looking at probably now the taxi squad guys. I don't think they're going to be at the ballpark ever. Like, yeah, you think they just want? They'll be. What are, where are they going to be? How are they going to stay fresh? What if you're number fifty on a roster of fifty? How do you play games? How do you stay sharp? Are you hitting the cage? Do they have games? I wonder, like, if like the Astros guys will be here permanently, and like they'll be playing at like U of H. What? And they'll be told, like, those guys could self isolate for an entire season and may never see actual baseball games. That's what I'm saying. Like that would suck. What what if you did something like you would play a game? Like you know, you you like we were in your high school or middle school or whatever. It would be the A team, the B team, and the C team. Yeah. The A team would play first, or the C team would play first. How about like the guys who aren't going to be active? They play a game like at noon against the B team. Yeah, against the B team versus B team. You know what? That's kind of cool. You get I'd a double okay header every that. game, and it's almost like a new minor league baseball. Yeah, exactly. You'd get a B team game every day, like offsite. Yeah, and call and no umps. Call your own. Yeah. Oh, call your own. Like the <laughs> oh, Sandlot. Yeah. This is a good idea, Ross. I think so. This would be... I mean, I've never watched wanted to watch minor league baseball on television. This would get me into it. Or like uh, if they are allowing fans in there, it'd be like, how about this? So you go to a fight. Like the, I went to the uh, Canelo Alvarez James Kirkland fight at the at the Minute Maid. They're like oh, eight. There? They're like oh, you were. Yeah. They're like eight fights before the game before yeah. the main fight. So it's just like an undercard. You determine who's going to be active, and so you have uh, 25 active on the Astros. The other 25 playing the B team game before the really before the big game, and the fa- and the people uh, like uh, fans can show up. They can well, I don't know if they can get autographs. Can you get autographs now? Any no, in I think that's uh, over. Yeah, you can't. You can't have a little kid with a, his uh, foul ball or whatever walking up and get it signed. I, that's a shame. I think that's one of those things well, we're going to lose from sports because of all this. this is, some people are going to be very sad about this. Like There's the going to be... Eventually, you and Matt are going to do a fantasy five of all the things we lost we because lost of the coronavirus in sports. I think this is one. that's one of those that could mm. realistically happen. This is going to be tough to swallow for the guy that was super mad about all the extra netting at Minute Maid. Like, my my son can't get an autograph. Oh, well, now, really now your son really can't get an autograph. Yeah. Sorry, bub. All right, time for a break here on the Nightcap. That's Joe George. I'm Ross Villarreal. When we come back, Sam Smith had a couple of things to say about Michael Jordan and the last dance. He said some things are a complete fabrication. We'll get to that next. The pros do it. Rest, load, management. You can do it at home. Alexa, play Sports Talk 790 on iHeartRadio. So one of the things we've been talking about in the last couple of months with no sports. So March 11th or March 12th was the last. Was there a hockey game on the 12th and last Rockets game was March 11th, something like that? Yeah, I think so. So I think that that it was, or was the game on the Jazz game on March 11th? Oh, the Timber, Timberwolves was the last game for the oh the Jazz the one that the Jazz played. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I can't everything got basically our worlds got, came crashing like down the last ago. couple of months. And one of the things that has been a real blessing has been this Last Dance uh, documentary from uh, uh, Michael Jordan and Jumpman Productions. And basically, it's been a Jordan brand infomercial. And that's fine. It's been entertaining. It's been helping uh, c- drive conversation here for us and for people who follow sports because everybody has weighed in. 
from you know Scottie Pippen to Horace Grant to Isaiah Thomas to others and all that type of stuff. Uh, but they had uh, on 95-7 the game in San Francisco. They had Sam Smith on, which, Joe, you guys had on the A-team, right? But that was Yeah, we had him on a couple times. We had him before the documentary to talk about his new book, and then we had him on after episodes one and two. What's his new book? Is it another Michael Jordan book? Or is it about, like, Laurie Markinen or something like that? Was he... Is he still is he still working in Chicago? Yeah, he writes for Bulls.com. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think. I actually have it here in my email somewhere. Oh, I was going to say that I thought you had the book on you, and then you just didn't know. But anyway, Sam, it doesn't matter. Uh, so you guys had oh, Sam. it's called There Is No Next. But so you, yeah, it's another Michael Jordan book. <laughs> okay. There is no next, as in there wouldn't have been a... No, there is no going to be nobody else like Michael Jordan. Yeah, it's more like an interview-based yeah. book. Okay. Um, so Sam Smith was on with the A-team, but that was before everything was uh, said and done. And one of the things that was addressed in that last episode was... Pretty much the last dance, which is what it's called, and how Michael Jordan revealed that he could have come back and he would have come back if it weren't for Jerry Krause, but but Phil Jackson wasn't coming back. Uh, Sam Smith on the possible comeback and the getting together of the Michael Jordan era Bulls going for a seventh. That was a complete and blatant lie by Michael. That couldn't have been more than you know. There were there were several things in the in the documentary I saw. I would know that that he made up or he lied about. You know, they weren't, they weren't major things, but it was like, uh, you know, it's like when a TV movie comes on and they say, this is based on a true story. That's what that was. <laughs> it was based on a true oh. story. <laughs> you know, they had all the outlines of what happened, but a lot of the detail, like the, you know, like the pizza thing, the poison, that was complete nonsense. <laughs> yeah. And there were a couple of, there were a couple other things like that. Uh, you know, I won't go into them, but it, it weren't major but but the thing at the end was a complete blatant lie. So there you go. A couple of things there. First of all, let's address, he says the pizza, the poison pizza and the flu thing is a complete fabrication. Yeah, so he went on the Dan Patrick show as well today and said that, in his opinion, it was more like altitude sickness. Because they were going from the mountains to Salt Lake City back and forth. And that the reason why Michael's lying is that the the truth is less manly now he, and he doesn't say for sure that it's uh altitude sickness but that was he he said it was less manly whatever the real reason is his belief is the reason why we're going with the pizza story it was it was that so it, altitude sickness okay I, I guess like i don't know much about that i mean i can google it yeah uh, here yeah bring up uh give, give me the er theme let's web md some uh, altitude sickness and try to get this figured out joe uh, I'll try to figure out uh, what exactly is going on with that. Yes, here we go. We haven't done this in a <laughs> yeah, while. I know. It's one of my favorite. You know what? You should do it when players would get injured. <laughs> I know. No, players aren't getting injured right now. So you know what? I mean, we're not being we're not able to do it. Okay, so well, we can do WebMD ourselves. So yes, that's what I'm doing. I got altitude sickness here, sometimes called mountain sickness. Altitude sickness is a group of symptoms that can strike if you walk or climb at a higher elevation, uh, elevation or altitude too quickly. So there are three kinds of altitude sickness, acute mountain sickness, high altitude pulmonary edema. It's a buildup of fluid in the lungs that can be very dangerous and even life-threatening. And high altitude cerebral edema. Uh, that's when there's fluid in the brain. I'm going to guess Michael Jordan didn't have that. But the first one, it says it's the mildest form and is very common. The symptoms can feel like hangover. Oh! Dizziness, 
headache, muscle aches, and nausea. It's like to Sam's Whoa, point. Oh, my mind is getting blown right now. Yeah, so to Sam's point, it's they were going from Park City to Salt Lake City every day. Like it was like a half hour, 45 minutes, whatever, back and forth. So the symptoms match up with what Michael is saying he had and what this WebMD is now oh saying. Oh my gosh. Altitude sickness is. This is, my mind is blown. Did so he I just think, have altitude sickness? Uh, well, I think when you add in the cigar smoking, which probably yeah. makes the altitude sickness worse. Pro okay. Well, I don't see that here, but that's okay. No, but think about it. Like you're smoking cigars. Like it can't make mm -hmm. it when you're in high altitude. It's probably not a good thing. It doesn't, I can't imagine it makes breathing easier. And. If you add in the cigar smoking, the lack of sleep, the late night pizza, probably the excessive drinking, plus with all the altitude stuff, mm. so maybe it makes a lot more sense. And the the not manly part, I totally buy that too. Of where Michael would be like, I'm not saying I had altitude sickness. I'm saying I got poisoned. Yeah, I didn't. I did high altitude sickness is for wussies. I was poisoned by a group of five Pizza Hut employees. What I think the reality is, is I think Michael was probably never actually diagnosed for anything and they just yeah. could make up a story. So this is the, these are the symptoms. Headache, dizziness, nausea, vomiting. Didn't they, didn't we hear about him vomiting as well or something like that? Yeah. Fatigue and loss of energy, shortness of breath, problems with sleep, loss of appetite. I buy this 100%. Michael, because this whole time, I, when the pizza thing came out, it seemed made up, and, and they, their stories were a little bit too straight. It seemed yeah, like definitely. It, it just it, it didn't. It felt scripted. It didn't sit well with me. Yes, it felt very scripted. But the but of course the answer to that was if you're going to say that's a lie, then you have to say, well, what's the true story? What really happened? And and we both dismissed uh, Joe because you talked about getting an IV. We both dismissed the notion of of, uh, of getting a a, a hangover because you get fluids and then you're back. Look at he split with from that. And Michael Jordan would be okay. Yeah, I think this this actually makes a lot more sense. Yes, when you lay it out there. But Michael Jordan had altitudes sickness. So Sam Smith talking about that being fooey, the whole uh, poison pizza thing, and also saying that the, uh, basically about the uh, the team coming back. He said there was no way it was going to happen. He said that Phil Jackson already had his eye on the Lakers. He went on to say in this interview, he also said that uh, they, they weren't going to be able to afford Scottie Pippen, and that Michael Jordan might not even have wanted Dennis Rodman back, because Dennis Rodman was going you could tell during that documentary Dennis Rodman was coming off the, the wheels were coming off at that yeah, point. Yeah, he went to Vegas and he did the NWO thing during the finals. Yeah. I mean, the I wheels think, are falling off. I think their patience was wearing thin with Rodman. Yeah, I think this is that's a a spin doctoring of Michael probably saying Look, Michael probably believes that they got back together, they would have won a seventh. The reality of them actually getting back together for going for that seventh, I don't think was a reality either. And, and like I said, you look at the salary caps. Michael was making $30 million a year th those years. That's like the entire salary cap. And I understand you can yeah. sign your guys back. And I, can you birds rights everybody? I don't even know how that works in the in the collective bargaining agreement. But I mean, I just don't know that they would have been able to afford everybody. They would all have to take a cut. He said Scottie Pippen would have had to take a cut, and we know he wasn't really down with that. And, I mean, if anybody is not going to – if there's anybody in that documentary who we would say is a culprit for not wanting to – not going to selfishly take a pay cut, it's probably Scottie Pippen. We're talking about the guy who ran off on his team, who who took a surgery late in the season because he didn't want to bleep up his summer. I don't think that a guy who does those things is going to take a pay cut. So –
Sam Smith says it's a bunch of fooey. They weren't going to come back. And you know what? I I I now have a theory that I believe. As I far as the Michael Jordan altitude sickness, I'm on. I'm uh, on board. I think I'm all in on this one too. Hmm. Wow. Thanks, Sam. Interesting. Thank you, Sam. Why'd you take 30 years to report or 20 years? <laughs> well, you know, I guess he already had a strained enough relationship with Michael Jordan, and now he's on a book tour. Anyways, uh, we're going to take a quick break here on the Nightcap. My name is Ross V. Real. You are you. If you want to get in, 713-212-5790. Altitude sickness? Do you buy it? We can talk about that. You can also send your tweets to at SportsRV and at Joe George Radio. Final segment of the Nightcap is next. It's live and local. It's uncut and unbiased. It's Sports Talk 790. The best coverage of your teams continues. What? Breaking news again? Who's got the coronavirus now, Joe? Nobody. Okay, well, probably well, somebody. But somebody. Somebody famous. But nobody for this. Okay. ESPN sources from Adrian Wojnarowski, well, some franchises... Is he reporting with anybody? Uh, this <laughs> one looks like it's just him. Some franchises in restricted markets, including New York City, Boston, and Toronto, are inquiring to NBA an option for players to bypass return to those cities in June and report directly mm. to the bubble... Because like Kyle Lowry points out here, he's working out in Philadelphia. If he has to report to Canada, to Toronto, he might have to quarantine for two weeks in Toronto. And then can start using the facility. And then could go to Orlando or Vegas for the bubble. So he's even concerned he doesn't see the point in going to to Toronto first if there's this need. I kind of agree. Yeah, that makes sense. Why not just put everyone in the bubble right away? Uh, report straight to the bubble. I guess are there not uh, enough I mean, practice facilities could. for everybody? I mean, probably what is going to happen with those? Yeah, probably not. I guess like, but so it makes sense for like New York. So like for the Nets, the Knicks, the the Celtics, the Raptors, the mm-hmm. the teams in those hot spots, probably the Bulls to report to just their bubble right away, and then just share court space. And ah, but how are you going to social distance when there's like five teams? You're gonna, well, you mean we all been like, but you have, you've seen like high school gyms. Yeah, that's true. Well, like you, you have those big dividers that come down from out. the ceiling. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So maybe like they'll just go to like a gym where there's those dividers and Man, like the middle one's going to be the Knicks court. The one on the left <laughs> is going to be the Bulls court. So it's going to be like a YMCA tournament, but it's going to be the NBA playoffs. For the bubble, basically yes. what's happening. Okay. Well, we've seen like, I mean, they do AAU tournaments like that. Yeah, that's true. What if they had these NBA games going on at once? Like concurrently? Oh man, and they could do it so like March cool. Madness, where you check in on them at different times. There could be they could be on separate networks, and then you could have like ones uh, like a like a red zone. Like if 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 something is happening, or I'm one, all in on this. Ross. That sounds like you pretty good. Three games going on at yeah. one time in the same gym. I think that'd be pretty cool. That'd be really fun. Uh, let's see. Woj also says teams prefer yeah to having avoid significant portions of their rosters twice. So uh, they don't want double quarantine, I, ba- uh, I guess, is what's uh, basically happening here. I think the what NBA. they're saying, too, is I think they're going to have to quarantine in Orlando or Vegas, potentially, for 14 that, days. Yeah, that makes sense. Th- and then get tested, right? Yeah, they just, they've just they never said that. Mm-hmm. I, so it just was like, it's never been put out there. Like, well, they're going to have to quarantine first and then go. But it's like the baseball is not going to do that. Because you're not going to quarantine for 14, game, for 14 days and then play three games and then go quarantine for 14 days. Yeah. This season would take three years. <laughs> 
But there, I mean, that's what the player we we mentioned last uh, segment or whenever, maybe two segments ago. It was the players want everyday testing. That's what you're going to need. So I mean, think about this: if you have them both going on at the same time, yeah. And they said the NBA is probably going to need fifteen thousand tests. The MLB is more players, so they're going to need. Let's just say, for sake of argument, twenty thousand tests. How, how are we getting these? Our hands on these? How are they being administered? How accurate are they? Yeah. These are all. I think these are all huge the questions. The one thing we still haven't heard anyone talk about, like early on, Adam Silver's talked about this is like we have to know there's a certain risk factor, mm-hmm. but still no one has said like when does it become too much? When does it become? When does the risk become more than than the reward is worth? Yeah, Which, like is there a number? Is there going to be like a certain number of NBA players testing positive that they're like, okay, now we have to stop the league because we know it's not one. Yeah, if one they're is they're gonna. Yeah, they they're saying that like they're not gonna just stop the NBA again. Like, is there like a certain number? What? Yeah. What if it's what if it's like seven? Great question. What? Uh, they'll just they stop again. That's I think what they would have to. See, that's what my. That's my long-term concern. Is like if we get to the point where they start back up and then they stop again, oof. That, yeah, because we we've kept hearing about this and that protocol, and oh, if one player tests positive, we're going to sequester them and quarantine them. What if it's three? What if it's four? What if it's five? I mean, and then you had you already had. What if it it's happen- multiples from every team? Like, we. Just, I hope they're. I hope they're more transparent. That this because time. there were no really, I, I mean, the isolated case, well, there was no isolated case, right? Because Rudy had gotten Donovan and there were, wasn't it like multiple within the organization? And then they would test it all and there was a number of teams who were affected. Some of them that had recently come in contact with the Utah Jazz. And a lot that weren't, but it's, <sighs> it goes both ways. But I just, I kind of hope they show or tell us the number just so we're all frankly prepared. Of, tell us the number, like the threshold? Yeah, like what's your threshold before you just cancel the season? Because I just don't want to like wake up one day to a Woj tweet in the middle of the night being like, the NBA oh, has been canceled. the NBA has been canceled again. I think that's a huge possibility if they come back. That, that they, I mean, and how long would it take? Would it take a couple days? Would it have to be a couple of guys in a couple of days or two day, two guys in two? What if it's one in, in two in 14 days and then 14 days later, it's like two more? Well, and you probably keep it going, right? I think that's okay. Yeah. Well, because I think there's a reality of someone's going to test positive. It's going to happen, right? Definitely. I mean, like, this Patrick Ewing one came out of nowhere. Yeah, that's true. Because, like, we're all under the assumption that someone like Patrick Ewing is self-isolating. And then what's... Uh, I mean, in this bubble situation, they can take family members and they can only hang out with them or uh, you can only be in the hotel, I guess. Jared Dudley said people will be able to leave the bubble. Okay. Then what's the point? Then it's not a bubble. I know. If you can leave a bubble, it's not a bubble. Well, it right? if Disney World reopens, which it's going to, yeah, okay, that also breaks your bubble. Oh, yeah. There's some drunk lady. The Epcot Center is going to get you get you Corona. <laughs> That's not cool. Yeah, I think there's this reality of like what there's going to be a certain level of risk and a certain level. They're going to have a threshold, and I'll be curious if they release that to the public, or I'll be curious if they release that to the players. Yeah. Or I like, mean, is one day Adam Silver just going to be like, oh, this is too much? Like, are they negotiating that? Those are some of the questions we don't know. I think they're all coming back. I think they're going to finish their season, and I think they're just going to have to deal with it. Because my point earlier, what Ross, was without a vaccine, if you cancel the rest of the NBA season, how can you logistically ever come back without a vaccine? I mean, yeah. When are the, uh, haven't we heard some of these have been approved for human trials? When is the vaccine coming, Joe? That's you way, are the nope. official epidemiologist nope. of, the, of Sports Talk 790. No, I just give you a who got it. How far out from vaccine? Let's see. I'm Googling it right now. The Google now. machine says. 
Uh, Can we gamble on this? The Google machine says coronavirus vaccines are far off. So like that's so I, that, that's my concern. It's like if you cancel the season, how do you ever determine it's okay to come back? Yeah, and so that's why you cancel I think, it again I think, for two weeks. Do you cancel it again for good? I mean, if you're in the midst of a play, say it's game six of the NBA Finals or game five, and it's tied two two, and three people test positive, do you stop? And one of them is LeBron, the other one's like you know Chris Middleton. He's just gone for two weeks, and you keep going. I don't know. I don't know what the NBA is going to do. These are all questions that they're going to have to figure out the answers to. All right, that's going to do it for the nightcap here on Sports Talk 790. Interesting times when it comes to the NBA. A lot of questions to be answered about when they're going to get their testing and how much testing they're going to be able to do and how often, which the players are also concerned about. Okay, uh, I want to thank all of you for listening, calling tweeting being involved in the show in any way thanks to joe george doing a great job as always i'll be with you guys tomorrow from 10 o'clock to 12 as part of the sports rv show and then what follows that joe space city saturday from 12 to 2 with myself and adam sager that's right that'll be 12 to 2 and then of course i'll be back with you guys monday at noon as part of the matt thomas show no you won't and this, no tuesday we're off monday i'll see you guys on tuesday matt thomas show at noon and of course That doesn't interrupt the streak, right? The streak still continues. Nightcaps at 6 o'clock here on Sports Talk 790. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.